The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Well, I've got great news for you on Life Today. Next, pastor and author Dr. Robert Jeffress helps unlock the vast riches of God's wisdom found in Proverbs. Well, we need the ability to follow God's plan for our marriages or our child rearing or our finances, but most people don't know what that plan is. And that's where the book of Proverbs comes in. 10 Keys to Your Success, next on Life Today. And I don't want to welcome Betty. You know, for the first time since we've been doing television together, I've been on television over 50 years. At first, it was just preaching. And uh, then when the Lord said, call the family in the family room and help them get to know the Father, and Betty's going to sit by you. And uh, the first time ever that I didn't get to tape with her for three different tapings, I actually taped a mission special without Betty, which had never happened. And it's because she was ill. She had the... some kind of a bronchial virus that you were coughing? Coughing constantly. And she's saying, can I call time out tonight? Just have to, but she's been able to make it. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, by the way, those of you who really prayed for her and those of you here in the audience, thank you very much. We have one of our favorite people with us, Dr. Robert Jeffers. Now, he was kind enough to say to me that he began listening to me preach when he was a fairly young boy there at First Baptist, Dallas. Mm -hmm. And he heard me, and it really stuck, because now he's the pastor of First Baptist Dallas. <laughs> so my goodness, see, you know, maybe you want me to come preach somewhere where you can sit out and listen <laughs> so you can go. Well, here is another one of the great books that he's written, and this is actually one that he wrote that just seems like God brought it back to the surface to where people are saying, tell us Solomon's secrets. Talk to us about wisdom, and this is absolutely phenomenal. Pastor First Baptist Dallas, you see him a lot of times on the news, and let me tell you, that's not because that's fun. If you want to know why somebody why they pay him to do it, no, let me tell you something. He does it because he loves you, because he loves this country. He loves the Lord, and he loves his neighbor, and he loves freedom. Would you join us saying welcome to Dr. Robert Jeffers, First Baptist Dallas. Thank you. Great to you. Thank you. And you have a television program now, Central Time on TBN Network Worldwide. Right. Central at 7 o'clock. Right. 7 o'clock every morning, Monday through Friday, and then Sundays at 9 a.m. on TBN and 5 o'clock on Daystar. There you go. Did you hear it? See how good he covered it all? Listen, you are a tremendous blessing. I I really want to cut to the chase. I want to talk about the book, but I do want to say to you, thank you. You are going to be back later this week with David Barton. Yes. And we're going to talk about how Christians relate to the culture, the nation, and political. I just want to ask you this question. Do you think it was a bad sales pitch to tell the church that politics is dirty, so stay out of it? (laughs) Wasn't that probably lousy, rotten, damaging advice? 
and satanic. Oh, way to go. I like that. I like that. Really? Because it is. If, if it, Satan would love to diminish the influence of Christians in church uh, in the world and uh, tell them that you just need to stay quiet. Separation of church and state. Whatever that is, it's not separation of faith from public. God <laughs> called us to live out our faith in the world in which we live. And uh, we're going to be talking about that later this week. I'm excited. And you talk about it all the time because you tell us we have responsibility. All right, now, you, you talked about God wanting us to live well. Our pastor, Robert Morris, and I know you all are good friends. Yes. And I know you appreciate him. He certainly appreciates you. Robert talks about the blessed life. Would you say that that's similar to living well, that God wants you to live well, meaning a blessed life that blesses others? What do you mean by it? What do you think Solomon meant? Well, let me tell you what I don't mean by 10 keys to extraordinary success. <laughs> I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel as it has been twisted. You know, there are those who say God wants every Christian to be wealthy. Well, if that's true, Jesus missed out on that. Or God wants every Christian to be physically well. Well, if that's true, Paul missed out on that. Uh, sometimes God's will is for some people to be wealthy, other times to be poor. But that's not what I'm talking about. But James and Betty, I think what's happened is when we've thrown out the prosperity gospel and said, I don't want any part of that, we may have thrown out the baby with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. Because in 3 John, verse 2, John prayed for his friend Gaius, I pray that you may prosper in all things. God wants us to succeed. So when I say that Solomon tells us the 10 keys for living well, I define living well as experiencing God's best in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your finances, uh, in every part of your life. And uh, if we experience God's best, that's the key to a really successful life. And don't you think when you experience that, it's something that you automatically want to share? Yes. Isn't that one of the greatest parts of the gospel? is the good news of what that good news and that Absolutely. gospel does in our lives. And look, Solomon's book of Proverbs, and that's what this book, The Solomon Secrets, is based on. You can read Proverbs and never find out how to get to heaven when you die. Uh, every other book in the Bible is about the next life, but Proverbs is about how to live in the here and now according to God's plan, how to have wisdom. I define wisdom as the skill to live life according to God's plan. That's good. All right. Now, you talk about many people observe that the life of a Christian, a church person, and the non-Christian doesn't appear to be different in many yeah. ways. It looks like they're just as morally uh, decadent or failing have just as much tension, just as much divorce, as many problems as people have in the world. How do you explain that, or how does Solomon explain it? Well, <clears throat> you know, look at the rates of adultery, divorce, uh, all of these things are at the same rate as unbelievers, which really is a scandal when you think of it. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The easy answer is to why do people not experience it? Well, we say because of sin, S-I-N, and that's certainly true. The word sin in Greek means to miss the mark. But I think there's another reason for it. I think people don't know how they're supposed to live. And again, that's what wisdom is. You know, in the book of Exodus, it says God gave a certain group of people the skill of wisdom to weave the garments for the high priest. They had the ability to follow God's plan. Well, we need the ability to follow God's plan for our marriages or our child rearing or our finances. But most people don't know what that plan is. And that's where the book of Proverbs comes in. 
You know, I call the book of Proverbs uncommon sense because it goes against our natural inclination. Uh, I have a friend who was working on a garage one time and he was trying to turn the screw. He kept turning it to the right to tighten it, but it got looser the more he tightened it. <laughs> he said, what's going on here? And a friend said, oh, that's a left-handed screw. <laughs> it goes the opposite direction. <laughs> Well, you know, God's wisdom is opposite our natural inclination. We think if we get angry, well, we've got to let that anger out or we'll mm. explode inside. God says, no, it's a glories, uh, the glory of a man to overlook a transgression. Only a fool uh, spills forth his anger. Or we think, well, the way to financial success is to earn more money or to inherit a lot from Uncle Elmo when he dies and so <laughs> forth. No, Solomon says the way to wealth is not through uh, earning, it is through controlling your spending. One good thing our viewers might like to do is Proverbs has 31 chapters in it. You can read one chapter a day, have a chapter a day every day of the month, and every month you'll go through the entire book of Proverbs, or at least most months. I've done that for years, and it's just a way to start out the day seeing God's point of view on things. And don't you see it differently month after month? Yeah, like you, you see, see different things. I didn't even see that <laughs> on this day last month. And now it's so different because that part was illuminated almost many times for the very moment in your life or the very issue that this, right. you're finding yourself confronted with. It is uncanny how many times the thing I read early in the morning I confronted later on during the day. <laughs> but you know, when it comes to persistence, the Bible, Proverbs uses the word diligence. That's the word for being persistent, hard working. You know, people say, well, isn't that just positive thinking mumbo jumbo? I mean, I think of two examples in the Bible. Naaman, remember the captain of the Syrian army uh, through the prophet Elijah, God said, you want to be healed of your leprosy, go down and dip yourself how many times? Seven times in the Jordan River. You've been to the Jordan. You know how <laughs> muddy and disgusting that place is. But he did it. One, two, three. What if he had stopped at the fourth time and said, nothing's happening here. This is worthless. It should be progressive. Yeah. If it wasn't. It wasn't until the seventh time. Yeah. Or think about Joshua mar marching around the walls of Jericho once a day for six days. You know people were complaining about that, carrying that heavy army through the hot Palestinian sun, the jeers they took from the uh, uh, residents of Jericho on the war, uh, wall making fun of them. On the seventh day, six times, if they had stopped that sixth mm -hmm. time, they would have missed the blessing. God says, I reward persistence. And uh, you know, uh, I think to develop persistence, people have to understand that there's really not that much different in the range of human capacities of individuals. We think successful people are there because uh, they're more gifted or they're luckier than we are. Do you remember Napoleon Hill, uh, the positive yeah. thinking guy mm -hmm. back from a century ago? He really he, had a lot of brilliant thoughts. He did. And he said he studied the lives of Thomas Edison and Henry Ford in his day, the greatest uh, inventors uh, that were around. He said, I studied both men close up for a period of years, and I found that there was no difference between them and the rest of humanity other than their persistence. Mm -hmm. And so don't underestimate, if God has given you something to do, keep doing it, keep on doing it. You know, courage is the desire to begin pursuing your God-given dream, but persistence is the ability to continue pursuing that God-given dream in spite of unrelenting hard work, unanticipated setbacks, or undeserved criticism. Yeah. And we have to have the determination, make a choice to, to be persistent, yes. to determine to walk in the way that God's 
leading us, don't we? I we mean, do. You know, there's an interesting Betty proverb that says, uh, the sluggard buries his hand in the dish and will not even lift it to his mouth. I mean, talk about lazy. <laughs> the sluggard is so lazy that he won't even bring the fork with food in it to his mouth. And a lot of people out there say, oh, I just can't do that. And you ask why. In fact, let me ask our audience a question. Those of you here tonight, how many of you can think of one thing you could do in your marital relationship that would make your marriage more successful? Can you think of one thing you could do at work that would make you successful? Can you think of one thing right now that if you did this one thing, it would deepen your relationship with God? I bet every one of us can answer that question. We can think of what that one thing is that would improve our marriage, our work, our most important relationship with God then why aren't we doing it? Why aren't you doing it? You know what the answer for most people is? Oh, that would be too hard. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got great news for you on Life Today. You are not going to die from hard work. <laughs> you can do that one thing, and it is not going to cost you your life. I, I, I think about A.L. Williams. Remember him, the insurance mogul? He wrote a great book, All You Can Do Is All You Can Do. And he does in that book about being a high school football coach here in Texas. And he said he used to tell his players, now you're going to be out there on the field in August, and you're going to be practicing, and you're going to think that you're going to die. Well, I've got good news for you. The Lord is put a little mechanism in your head that when you work too hard, you'll pass out. And if you pass out, we'll take you up to the showers, put it, get you under the shower, give you a salt ta tablet, and you can go back on the field and start working again. He said, you're not going to die from hard work. And you're work. not staying in the shower. <laughs> that's right. So anyway, that that's like what persistence is. Yeah, that's a winning coach. That's like a Nick Saban mm -hmm. or a Vince Lombardi. <laughs> All right. You uh, tell on one of the pages the story of a couple that's a uh, it's kind of interesting. One of the couples makes 35000 the other makes 85000 The family that has the $35,000 seems just really happy and content. And the $85,000 income, they're so frustrated and they're about to go bankrupt. How do you explain that? Look, uh, here's again uh, the Solomon secret, the uncommon piece of advice we cover in this book, and that is spend your way to wealth. <laughs> the key to financial security is not in earning, it's in controlling your spending. Proverbs 21:20 says, there is precious oil in the dwelling of the wise, but the fool consumes everything he has. And uh, I talk about from Solomon's book of Proverbs, the ABCs I call a financial freedom margin in life. First of all, A, adjust your spending to be slightly below your income. Do you know if you will just spend less than you earn, just a little bit over a long period of time, you can have great financial freedom. B, be careful of debt. The Bible doesn't say avoid debt for any reason at all times, but be careful of it. The borrower is servant to the lender. A C, conserve a portion of your income. You know, it's an amazing thing. If a 19-year-old starts saving just $100 a month and never saves any more than that, $100 a month, puts it in an average mutual fund earning 
10%, say, over the long period of time, by the age he is 72, he'll have nearly $3 million. And if that's in a Roth IRA, it's tax-free. It just takes a little bit of savings over a long period of time to make a difference. And then the D in ABCD, devote a portion of your income to the Lord. In fact, devote all of your income to the Lord. Everything we have belongs to God. Solomon said, honor the Lord from your wealth and he will bless you. If people would, would really live below their means and really really commit everything to God, when you talked about everything being God's, one of the things that really concerned me, and you and I both love our country, and we're very concerned about federal oversight of yes. everything and people dependent upon another form of Pharaoh or Caesar. That's disturbing to us yes. because we know the father we depend upon. If, if it's God's money, we're responsible for the way we let those people in office use God's money that mm -hmm. we pay on taxes, still mm -hmm. his. That means every Christian should be concerned about what's happening with the money God gave us oversight of. Yes. And we ought to be watching where it goes in government. I think there's about to be a great cleaning up process because there's so much corruption. And I think that's an answer to prayer. That's wisdom. So when you're talking about being persistent, let's be determined. That's right. When you're talking about a wise steward of everything God gives to us, I think if we'll do that, and especially the church, if you can take a few million people and they start bringing everybody in bondage to their belief system. What if all these people who claim to know Christ and know God as Father would really live the way He wants us to, would take the wisdom of Solomon, just the things you've talked about, begin to live it? Don't you think we could make a kingdom impact oh. and an imprint in this nation that would be positive? Absolutely. It would attract people to the gospel, mm -hmm. attract people to the Word of God when they see Christians living differently and experiencing God's best in their marriages, Absolutely. in their children, Absolutely. and in their finances. You know, that's the best advertisement for Christianity is a content Christian. Y'all like this guy. You appreciate Dr. Jeffers. Betty and I love him. I'm telling you, we, uh, we try not to ever miss him. They're, they're two of our really good friends. We find out they're going to be on any of the programs. <laughs> Governor Mike Huckabee, that's one of them. And now his daughter, Sarah Sanders, we like to hear her. But when you're on, you know. You're, you're kind enough to tweet out to those of us that pray for you all the time and say, I'm going to be on with somebody because you want our prayers. But you do a great job. Don't you, you appreciate the way he represents well, us before the news media thank and all you. over the world? Let me just say this to you. The book is in the bookstores. You can get it online. Doc, let me tell you what our viewers love to do. When Jesus said, if you give a cup of water in my name, you won't lose your reward. Mm -hmm. Our viewers don't see giving something in Jesus' name as getting some kind of wealth in return. They find that if I do what God wants me to do, the reward and the blessing of being a blessing is indescribable. People tell us, many who help us drill water wells, we've drilled over 6,000, on the way to 7,000 now this year with your help. Do you know they tell us that's one of the most joyful things oh, we've yeah. ever done? A lot of them would start out by giving a cup, but then they began to pray, God, let us give a whole well. And they found that to be a, a joyful experience. So when we talk to our viewers about giving water, if you give a cup of water, what about a well of water? Well, we're, with your help, doing 400 more. Doc, I'm going to tell everybody that's watching us, we have some gifts for them. They know that. But if you want this book of wisdom, it's a simple read. It really is. It's kind of like reading through the Proverbs. This man puts it across in a way. You get it. And it captures your heart. So we'll be glad to send it to you. I want you to look, and you'll appreciate this. I want you to look and see the settings where we go in and offer the miracle hope that people never dreamed would come to their area, but love delivers hope. Watch closely. 
I'm here in the Pibo area of South Sudan and you can see just by looking behind me just how dry and arid this, this area is. You know, there hasn't been rain here for oh, kind of forever. You know, if you stop and think about it, other than oxygen, the most critical thing that we need as human beings is water. We can't go more than a few days without any water, otherwise our lives are at risk. And yet for so many here in Africa, that is the reality. Many of these villages were actually telling us how they have traveled, you know, 10 miles, just relocated their families. They literally have had to take up their whole home, whole family, and then they move into a new area so where they're a little bit closer to a water source or where they found a bit of water that they can use during the dry season. Their families just literally live under trees. Um, they, the little bits of water that they can dig for, etc., they, they end up with uh, highly contaminated water. Um, and so many of their children get, get diarrhea, get cholera, um, a lot of child deaths as a result of contaminated water in this area. Um, and yet, we're able to really change that so easily. You see, you have it in your hands, and I'm hoping that you've got it in your hearts to bring a water well to this village or villages like this and provide them with fresh, life-giving water. Water that will save their lives and transform their lives for a lifetime. Please partner with us today. Provide a water well to villages like this. Bring life-giving water today. I'm asking you, please, open your hearts. Give the gift of water. Give the gift of life. You know, that seems so simple to watch those precious people with clean water. Well, it is simple. It's an act of love. Betty, we've drilled over 6,000 wells. We're on our way now to 7,000. We're asking you to help us complete the last 200 of 400 this year. Father, I pray for that miracle. Please understand this, that when we ask you to help, we're actually asking you to become the miracle that people ask for and need, the answer to prayer that many mothers and family members are praying. And you actually become the perfect answer to that that prayer, you become the source of a miracle. Would you right now just ask God, what do you want me to do? Now, now take, it, take it to heart because this is a miracle, but it is really the truth. The wells cost $4,800 average. That's when you take some that are very shallow, some that are deeper, it costs more if it's deeper, but when you average it all out so far, we've been able to keep the average for 400 a year, at 4,800. Could you give a well? Most people say, ooh, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. But many people make it a goal. But here's the truth, $48. And what we do, we break it out into the average number of people that go to a well. $48 will give a 10 people water the rest of their life because this is a permanent well. It stays there. It's mechanically operated. You don't even depend upon power. Children oftentimes will turn a merry-go-round that pumps water up into a holding tank. We've made that happen. You have a manual pump that a child, a young person can work. It gives them water. So we're providing that. $48, 10 people, 144, 30 people. Listen to me. 1,200, three people join you, we got a well. 2,400, pray one joins you, we got a well. Or you give a well. Father, show each person right now what they're to do, what you put on their heart, and thank you 
for the love that prompts them to give life in Jesus' name. You see the phone number there? It's always there as a prayer line. It's paid for by love. It's an 800 number. You see the website? You go to the website or you dial that number, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go get your bank card and use it like a check, please. That's how you should always use it. If you write a check, make it to life. But call us. Tell us you're putting it in the mail. The only way we know, the only way we can say to those with the drilling rigs, which you paid for the drilling rigs, the only way we can say go to that area is that you let us know we've got the resources. So if you're mailing a check, call us. Use that bank card. Call us and tell us what you're giving and make that gift. Thank you for doing it. We have some beautiful gifts to send you. We always want to bless you and your blessing people by giving the great gift of life because of the love of God. Thank you for doing it. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what else can she do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish 400 water wells this year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the New Mercies Each Day Desk Calendar. This 17-month calendar will not only help you keep track of important dates, but also remind you of the Father's love and goodness with scripture quotes and encouragement from all the hosts on Life Today. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Fruit of the Spirit Bowl. This beautiful and decorative ceramic bowl features scripture revealing the fruit of the Spirit, a lovely addition to your table or home. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Safe in the Shepherd's Arms bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. This Fruit of the Spirit bowl, it's, this is not just some little trinket. Beautiful for serving, the fruit of the Spirit right here on the outside and the inside. And you can put beautiful decor in it. I'm amazed at how our staff prays, not only about what we do to help people, but what we do to say thank you. The beautiful, beautiful, precious Mercies Everyday calendar. And then I want you to know this. We have the arms of the shepherd bronze, which the shepherd will hold any lamb. But if you would like to have Dr. Jeffers' book, We'll send it to you. This man is blessing so many people. You know, the, a former pastor at First Baptist uh, told me recently, O.S. Hawkins, who now helps an awful lot of people handle their retirement and their future. He said, I believe Dr. Jeffers, most gifted leader I know. Mm. I said, O.S., you've been around a long time and you pastor that church. <laughs> he said, could never do what this man's done. I want you to know we love you. You want this book, you help you. us give water, you ask for it. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Dr. Robert Jefferson? Thank we you so you much. Thank you. We love you very much. And you know, I, I remember very well 
I was sitting as a teenager in the sanctuary at First Baptist Church in Dallas in the balcony listening to you preach. And I remember during that time, the richest man in the world wanted you to run for president of the United States. <laughs> Thank you for saying no to him and yes to God to a higher calling in your life. Betty, God thank you for your faithfulness. God bless all of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Dr. Jefferson. He will be with David Martin again later in the week. Thank all of you for being with us. that in my past doesn't mean that that will define my future. Right. Yeah. I am who my God says that I am. I love that. I Tomorrow. Love Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.